Blessings, this is Pastor Larry Inclan. We want to welcome you to Living 412. I'm sitting here with my wife, Sarita Inclan. Hi, guys. God bless you. And uh, we want to get right to it. We had uh, an awesome service uh, yesterday at Home Church. And uh, I would like to just flow right off of the verses that we had. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to take you to the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 18. Amen. And it says, do not seek revenge or hear or I'm sorry, or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Mm. And then we jumped over to the book of John. Book of John, chapter 13, 34 says a new command. I give you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Mm. Amen. So basically what we were talking about was how uh, the two verses look very similar. However, Jesus has given us a new command. He's stepping up the challenge. He's Uh, Making you realize that loving people as yourself sometimes doesn't really work efficiently. Yes. And reason being is sometimes we don't treat ourselves the way that we should. We don't love ourselves the way we should. We don't take care of our bodies the way we should. We don't take care of uh, our stomach or how we eat or our, our state of mind frame, you know, like our mindset is is sometimes wrong. And we often do it to ourselves um, thinking you it's OK to go 100 on the highway is not taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. thinking that you can eat a whole box of Taco Bell Doritos Locos tacos is not taking care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, for the same matter, uh, skipping breakfast and lunch uh, habitually is not taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So how can you love somebody else when you are not taking out the time to love yourself the way you should, right? I see, and I I see that point, and I also see it as, um, you know, if you look in the Old Testament, this is obviously before he sent his son, right? And in the Old Testament, the, the way that God used to work with the people was according to their needs according to what they asked God for. Oh, we need this, we need that, you know, and God would, you know, tell them, all right, here, look, let me give you a pattern. Let me give you a way of life. Let me give you what you can do to try and see if, you know, you, because he just basically wanted them to be close to him and him to be close Mm -hmm. to them. And so to, to me, in this example, it's like you're saying, you know, we're no, we're not, Sometimes we're not good to ourselves, and I can see that evidence in the Old Testament where basically they were being raised by by parents or by people, for instance, people who came out of Egypt, and they had their own customs. They had adapted other, you know, Egyptian customs, too. You know, you've got, like, people from all walks of life and they're trying to raise their children and the world and life is sort of intricate it's like uh how they say intricately intricately 
woven. <laughs> Lord knows why I chose to use those words, but basically it was intertwining with what God was trying to do with the people, you know. And so I feel like maybe that's also a way where God saw, you know, they're trying to do it their way. Let me send my son so this way we can show them the right way, the way that that he's coming straight from me. So I'm going to give them an example that is directly like me. And so it's like the way we are with our kids. We raise our kids the, w the best way we know how, but the best way we know how is how our parents taught us. The best way we know how is how in our in grandparents cases, taught yeah. us. The best way we know how is how our aunts or whoever it was that was like a big influence in our life. You know, mm. sometimes even the streets, the people in the streets, like parents in the streets or like, it's just the way we were raised, basically. And we all, we grab different examples from different walks of life and different people from life. And so we're trying it with our kids the best way we know how. And then when we come to Jesus and we accept him in our life, now we have a different way and a different example that we got to go by. So that's sort of like when we read this verse and how we have the example of Leviticus and then we have the example of John. That's sort of how I looked at it. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's like Leviticus in the people in, in that time of Leviticus. They had a certain way that they would do things and God instructed them that way. But then you have the New Testament, you know, John and Jesus is now saying, here's a new way. And this is the right way. And this is probably might be the only way. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know? if if the current way you, you're not learning to love your neighbor the way that you should. Uh, let me be an example of how you should love. Exactly. And, and there's people literally pastor who will say, but this is just who I am. This is how I've always been. Yeah. This is how I've always been. This and they want to be set raised. in their ways. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's total opposite of what Jesus wants us to do. Mm -hmm. um, he wants you to think about your way, right? But he is showing you a way that works, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like in business, right? If, if you own a business and it's working and it's functioning and it's being successful, why do you want to reinvent the wheel? Mm -hmm. Take the model that you've been given, try it out, keep doing it why do you think mcdonald's has been successful why do you think starbucks is successful and all these other chains they started out with one thing mm -hmm. and they kept implementing that same strategy into every location that they opened and it flourishes so now why if starbucks and, and mcdonald's and burger king and all these companies corporations can use a model mm. and be successful at it why can we not as believers follow the map that the one that we believe in that we put on fa our faith in why don't we follow it and i love that you said model because you know, that's literally you're modeling after jesus yes and, and and if we're made in the likeness in the image of god and jesus came down and said okay i know you know that you're a son and a daughter of god right mm -hmm. But I want to show you that we can do this. Yeah. I came down and I did it myself. So use me an ex as the example. Mm -hmm. Use me as the blueprint. Use me as the guide. And, and he clearly tells us your way of loving is not 
the greatest way to love. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong? That doesn't mean it's wrong. Is it right? In some cases it could be. But he's telling you the ultimate way to love is to sacrifice yourself for someone else, yeah. which is what he did. Whether they deserved it or not, mm-hmm. he still sacrificed. Whether they wanted him to sacrifice or not, he still did it. Yeah. And that is the beauty of 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 the one whom we place our faith in. That we did nothing to deserve it. And he still, out of the abundance of love, grace, obedience to the Father, he still said, I will take it for them. I will carry the cross. I will pay the price. I will lay down my life for them so that they can have this model, first of all, to reconcile us back to God, right? Definitely. And, and also to show the model of what we should do, and that is to sacrifice our own lives for someone else. Yeah. And and sacrifice, wh- you know, what that looks like for us is not what you're, you know, it don't try and picture it as I have to die for another person because it doesn't always have to look mm. that way. It's Maybe you know dying for someone is you know obviously the bible says there's no greater love yeah but what we're referring to when we talk about sacrifice for others is you're essentially sacrificing what you would like to do your own desires your what your human nature tells you you should do where that's what we're talking about that you'll need to sacrifice you'll need to sacrifice all of that what you've known thus far all this time that you have to sacrifice and you have to allow for how Jesus does it how Jesus did it you have to allow that to take over so you're sacrificing all the desires. Like I'm sacrificing if I have to forgive someone, <laughs> I'm sacrificing that desire to say, uh-uh, no, I I'm not forgiving them. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm sacrificing that so that I can do it. And I'm leaving it in God's hands right after. Yeah. I'm letting him do the rest. I'm sacrificing, you know, when someone hurts me, that desire to want to feel hatred towards them or anger towards them. I'm sacrificing those feelings. I'm yeah, you bring I'm that to the I'm altar and you say, Lord. The, I'm taking it to the cross. I'm crucifying mm-hmm. it, that that feeling, that yeah. thought, that anger. I'm giving it to Christ, and then I'm just taking on his love and his compassion and his empathy, his forgiveness, and taking it all so this way I can offer it. And it is, again, you know me. I always say it. You can probably repeat after me as I say it. It's hard. <laughs> it is not easy. But it's just the truth. Yeah, he shows you we can do it. That is our truth, is we're trying to live for Christ and have him be a part of who we are. Yeah. He's, he's in us. He's with us. He's for us, not against us. His, we receive the blood of Jesus, uh, and it cleanses us, and it and it and it makes us new. And when that happens, we automatically make a decision to do it His way. No matter how hard that might be, no matter how difficult. And I remember saying it yesterday. 
and it's advice that I give my children. You know, life is going to throw hard things your way. So no one's saying that once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you start living for him, nobody said that it, you're going to have this like amazing life that is sinless, no trouble, mm -hmm. no, trouble it specifically no says sorrows. In life there will be trouble. Yes, it says it in the yeah. word of God that there will be troubles. And yeah, you're and it says you're going to fall short. Absolutely. But what it is, it's that you're going to, like I tell my kids, life will throw problems at you. But don't you give, don't you throw problems back at life and give life incentive to make it harder for you. Yeah. And I'd rather have those problems with the Lord on my side. With That's me right. walking through the fire with him versus me thinking that I can do it on my own. That's right. You know, Because you feel hopeless. Yeah. You feel helpless. You feel lonely when you do it on your own. And that's the, the part of loving one another as he had this loved us where the same way he sacrificed for us, we also have to sacrifice of our time and our energy, our tears with people, yeah. you know, and, and so help good. them go through it, so you know, because the same way sometimes we may feel, whether it's embarrassed, whether it's scared, whether it's ashamed whatever it is that you're going through guilt it doesn't matter what emotion it is or what feeling when you go through it alone it compounds it so imagine somebody else going through your situation you know don't you want to be that person to at least listen you know sometimes you might not have the words to share the mm -hmm. holy spirit will give that as it is needed and as you allow for yourself to be open to receive you know and that's so important but pastor you said it it's the holy spirit yeah yeah, and, and that's why we always have to do our best to be prepared for those types of moments. And, and the way to do that is to constantly be uh, seeking answers according to the scriptures. Um, when something gets thrown at you, you, before you react, before you um, take action, just take it to the word and, and say, okay, what, what does the word say about this situation? And I love How that you said in this? the preaching last this week and last week, I think you said it also, you know, you always say, I have to pray about it. And there's nothing wrong with telling somebody if they're trying to ask you for advice and you feel or you get the sense that it's like, mm, if this, this, this advice could go either way, it could go sour or it could go yeah. positive. I don't know how they're going to receive it. If you feel as though the situation is very difficult and it doesn't require a right away yes because you're already feeling uncomfortable about it you can it's okay to tell a person let me pray about it yeah let's pray about and it and if they feel offended by that it's okay you know there's nothing you can do about that if they feel offended but nine times out of ten mo more than likely they won't feel offended because they'll see that you're trying to be wise about it and yeah. if they feel offended by it they'll go to somebody else but you still pray about it. Yeah. So this way the Holy Spirit can reveal to you if you are supposed to be a part of that decision making or that, that advice giving or counseling or anything like that. And then when he gives you that answer, you're going to be able to go to them. And I guarantee, like the word says, it, the, the, the word of God does not return void. So they're going to receive it. It's And, and, and it's going to be active and you're not going to it's not going to be wasted words. Yeah, like because I otherwise say. you're making decisions based on emotions, and that's where we get in trouble. And that's yes. where where we give counseling based on emotions, or we give uh, opinions instead of 
truth. And I don't want to give an opinion. I want to give truth according to the scripture. Amen. And Ain't it the truth? We yes. We find ourselves making situations worse sometimes when we are quick to speak. Even if we have good intentions. Yeah. And it's true because we're all good intended people. That's the truth. But we don't always have the right answer. Yeah. Again, I, I, you know, we all fall short. When I say we, I'm talking about me too. We all fall short. And so we have to be extremely careful to be constantly. This is why the Bible says, seek me. Seek me with all your heart. Give me your full attention. Give me your full focus because you're going to need it. Not because he requires it, not because God needs it, because he don't need anything, but because you are going to need it. You're going to need to seek after him. You're going to need to seek after his, you know, and be filled with him on a constant basis because of that. Because of the yeah. things that we get presented with and go through. Yeah, and, and it goes back to making sure that we are open open to, uh, what's the right word? I guess dying to ourselves mm -hmm. to be able to help others uh, oh, live, right? <laughs> and and it I know we were last talking about the book of John 13, but mm -hmm. in chapter 12, uh, it says that there were some Greeks um, that were out worshiping at a festival, uh -huh. right? Yeah, that was it, yeah. And then mm -hmm. they came to Philip, and uh, they basically had a request, and they said, Sir, um, we would like to see Jesus. And Jesus, um, you know, of course being the listener that he is, being the available person that he is, which is a key for us as well. We need to be available. Um, they went to tell him, hey, you know, these people want to talk to you. So Jesus' reply when he heard that people were seeking after him, he already knew that the time was getting closer and closer. And his reply was that the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls on the ground and dies, it only remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Mm. Now, that to me was so amazing because it goes back to the whole sacrificing of yourselves, right? So this seed cannot produce any additional fruit. Think of a, uh, a tomato plant is, mm -hmm. I think, what we said last night or yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a tomato seed has to die first before you can replant it. And when you plant it, you have to bury it in a dark place yeah, in the ground. Up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You bury it in the ground. It starts producing a little vine. It starts growing and sprouting. And because that seed died, it was able to produce many more tomatoes. Right. So... That is the same way that we are. Yesterday, I, I explained to our group how I felt like I let them down as a pastor. Because when we got COVID, um, you know, I didn't have anyone prepared to lead service for two weeks. And to me, I felt like a failure. I said, wait a minute. How can it be that I don't have anyone prepared enough that they feel confident that they can bring the message on Sunday because they I know for sure they have the same Holy Spirit that is within me and in you I know that they pray the same way that we do I know that they read just like we do so what is stopping them from being able to produce mm -hmm. just like 
we do on Sunday, right? And I know they're very capable. They're not less smart than us. We are no smarter than any one of them. You know, they are fabulous people. So that's where I felt um, incomplete or or as a failure as a pastor that I have not encouraged them and prepared them enough and empowered them to be able to say, hey, if you're ever sick, I got it. I'm jumping in. I'm helping you. Mm -hmm. That's where I mentioned, okay, then we need to start a discipleship aspect the same way that Jesus did, prepare them and get them ready for ministry. Yeah. Get them ready for doing this work that we are supposed to be doing. And it's not supposed to be a one man per you know, a one man job or a one man task. It's supposed to be that if this seed dies, just like Jesus said, right. it's supposed to produce many seeds after that. It's supposed to produce a, a, a lot of great things Amen. just by one thing. So if, if I went down with a cold, there should have been somebody that was ministered to through someone else, someone else bringing the message, and it should have been a blessing. Amen. You know, And instead, we had to cancel service for two weeks um, which to me, that you know, that's what troubles me. And and like I said, I I don't even like starting late. So <laughs> it troubled me a lot mm-hmm. to the point that I'm like, okay, I need to prepare the group. And and it is just that conviction from Jesus, on behalf of Jesus, that's saying, wait, I I prepared my disciples before I left. Yeah, and just in in just in general, how we should all be that way. We should all see it that way. Yeah. We should all see it as when we die to self and when we live in Christ and do things as he did them, we are essentially going to be able to reproduce basically as the fruit, as the plant. And, and it's not that we're reproducing ourselves. We don't want people to look like us. I don't want people to look like Sarita. We want, people to look like Jesus because that's what we're trying to model after and so that's essentially the idea exactly yeah so that if there is a marriage that is struggling they don't always have to come to you and I that we've prepared somebody so capable so willing so available that they can say I'm willing to work with any marriage that needs help if there's a youth that's struggling that's going through something that somebody can say hey man I have this passion for youth I want to do what I can to help these children, you know, and that's what we want. And and this is why, if you notice, over the course of the last few months, we have been so heavy on this uh, uh, love, right? This topic of love and the actions of love and and what it takes. And it's because we cannot fully uh, engage with the world (laughs) unless we learn to love unconditionally Amen. I agree. so that is why i believe that the holy spirit has been troubling my heart for so long uh, over the last few months that we need to love without reason without cause without um without walls love without um just motives you know sometimes we love with motives and we can't do that it has to be an unconditional love Mm. the same way that he took his time out with the woman at the well, the leper, um, the, the, 
the the woman with the issue of blood and and, mm-hmm. and it's incredible to hear these stories and to see the different type of people that he came in contact with none of them by the eyes of social status or by the eyes of the religious or by the eyes mm-hmm. of you know a government they were not worth it but in Jesus in Jesus eyes every single one of them was, was valuable everyone right. was worth it everyone deserved the conversation everyone deserved for that for him to look at them in the eyes and if we learn to love the way he did and take out the time no matter where it is you know you could be at Walmart you could be at ShopRite you could be at the park you could be at the gym God will open an opportunity for you to have an interaction with someone and it's going to be up to you to either love or ignore. And believe me, this whole loving unconditional thing is possible for all of us. It is possible for all of us. Don't think that, you know, oh, never. That's impossible for any human being to love unconditionally. No, it is extremely possible and Jesus is the greatest example of that. And not only was Jesus the greatest example of that, but he he called 12 disciples on purpose. And I love that you touched on this quickly in the preaching. That you said he spent three years with them. Three years with them because he wanted to make sure to teach them and to give them the living example of what that looked like to love unconditionally. And so, and naturally, Paul himself said it, I don't pretend as if I've achieved it all. So it's not to say that, you know, once there's this uh, final outcome or there's this uh, uh, goal that we're trying to achieve and on this earth and that we'll finally achieve it and then we're set, we're golden. No, no. I he always said say I'm it. I'm the worst of them. I is always what he said. say it. Yes, <laughs> I always say it that it's not. It's not until the day we die. We're gonna be striving for this until the day we die. But it is possible to love unconditionally, and God is going to give us the opportunity to do it many times. Whether if it's with your husband, it'll start somewhere. Your husband, your wife, your, your mother, kid. your father. Maybe you haven't been able to forgive or. It's going to be with your kids. There's always going to be an opportunity to use unconditional love. Always. And that is our, that is what we push for. Like Paul said, that's what we strive for. We push forward, we press towards the mark. And the mark is unconditional love. That's the mark. And and be intentional. You know, wake up every morning and, and think about how do I show love to someone today? It could be something as simple as you're on the line of Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. and you ask <laughs> the cashier and say, hey, what did the person behind me order at the, you know, at the drive-thru and, and pay for it. Just pay for it. Holy you know, something simple as that and tell them, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Can you tell them God bless you? That's it. You know, if you're at Wawa and you're filling up the tank and, you know, maybe have some little postcards or something that says God bless you, thank you, and give it to them. Um, whatever it is, do small things, find little acts that you can perform on your own intentionally to display love to others, whether it's, uh, you know, bringing a plate of food to your neighbors, whether it's cutting their grass, whether it's, um, showing up at a, at a senior center, um, bringing gifts or bringing a pie, whatever it is, 
you know, find what God puts in your heart. You know, don't don't just ignore the feelings. You know, if you feel motivated to do something, especially this holiday season, there's so many people that are in need and you could be the vessel that 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 the Lord uses to show love to someone that thinks that they are unloved or not worthy of love. Yeah. So we pray that you uh, become that vessel, that you step out of your comfort zone, that you die to self and die to your fears, die to your doubts, um, your doubts die, and, and just die to all those things. Because if you do that, many seeds will be spread, many things will blossom, and you will see a movement in our communities for a positive instead of negative. Uh, we pray that you have been blessed. Um, it's always an honor to be able to share our thoughts on behalf of uh, the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, like we say, we're not perfect, no. but we love the work. We love uh, encouraging people. We love helping people as best as we can. If you need to reach us, you can reach us at uh, homechurchvineland.com at also via email um, inclanministries06 at gmail.com. And uh, on Facebook, um, you can reach us at uh, facebook.com backslash HC Vineland. So that's short for Home Church Vineland. This has been Living 412. We love you and have a blessed week. Bye.